What is going on, online fitness coaches? My name is Brian Mark. I'm the host of the number one podcast for online fitness coaches, and I built my fitness business to over $50,000 a month before I became a mentor for others. In the last three years, I've helped over 200 online coaches hit $10,000 a month in their online coaching business. Now let's get into today's episode. What's going on, fam? Welcome back to another episode of the Change Lives Make Money Online Trainer Podcast. Yeah, you guys haven't heard me say that fucking intro in a very, very long time. You guys did not already realize Brian is not here today. He is currently in Turks and Caicos with his beautiful wifey. They are enjoying their honeymoon, but I hijacked the podcast. I decided to do pod chats today and I have the amazing, incredibly fucking short Jeff with me. It's the only other coach that's shorter than me, guys. I just want to let you know, we were having this conversation before we started. I'm just kidding. He's five, nine. I'm still the shortest coach on the team. It's just how it is. Jeff, how you doing, bro? Good, bro. Good, man. It's good to be on here versus Hijack Friday every week. I right? like this. It's fucking a little bit of a different uh, atmosphere, eh? Oh, dude. I, I love this fucking atmosphere. Let's get it popping. As you guys know, on Podchats, Brian and myself usually bring up three of our students and we answer one of their burning questions. We answer the questions to help them with their business. So now it's going to be me and Jeff doing that today. We already have three volunteers. So Destiny, we're going to let you go first, girl. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Best day of my whole fucking life. Okay. What's your question, Destiny? What do you uh, want to address today? To get help. Um, okay. So I have been really trying to work on my, or overcoming objections. And like, as you saw, like I'm doing lots of role plays and stuff like that. So usually I'm really good and I don't get a ton of objections. So that's why I kind of was not doing role plays as much, but lately I've kind of gotten somewhere. It's like, People will just straight up say, like, I don't actually have any money right now. What do you do in those situations? And like, I've been watching all the objection trainings and stuff like that. And I just feel like I'm missing something. Like, what do you say when people are straight up like, I don't have any money right now? So are you just asking for that specific scenario based off of what happened in the last time you had a kind of breakdown like that? Yeah. Okay, Jeff, did you want to go first? Yeah. So everybody has money. You guys all got to remember that everybody has money because everybody's going to Starbucks. Everybody's going to Starbucks. I don't care how broke you are. You're going to put it on your credit card. Like that's how it is. And if your friends are going out for the weekend to drink, you're going out with them and you're putting on your credit card. So everybody has money. This is like the biggest thing that I really found when it came to actually like selling is does my pitch solve your problem? If I don't solve your problem with my programming, with my nutrition and with my accountability, like if that doesn't actually solve your problem, no matter what I say, you're not going to buy because you're not bought into my system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Does that make- yep. 150%. So we can talk about theory right now yep. okay? because right now I can't hear the objection. So it's kind of hard to hear how they're speaking, what their tone is like, how you went through the entire phone call, et cetera. But we can speculate, right? How do you deal with that objection? Well, you go back on the things that you've already spoken to them about. You go back to the DM script. You go back to their goals. You go back to the conversation that you had, all right, at the very beginning. Because right now, like me just saying, oh, you just tell them they have money and then fucking pitch them again. Yeah. That's not going to really work, right? Yeah. Like homie literally just said, I'm broke. Fuck you. I don't have any money. It's kind of a pain in the ass. So in my scenario, if I'm talking to Destiny on the phone and I'm like, okay, girl, so my program is $400 a month, blah, 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 blah. Does that sound good for you? And you're like, I honestly don't have any money right now. I can't afford this program. Like it really pisses me off, but I don't think I can do it. My initial instinct would be to revert back to our conversation. Okay, well, time out here. All right. Right now you're saying that finance is the biggest issue for you, correct? Yes. Okay, but 10 minutes ago, you told me that you struggled with a fast food eating problem. You're consistently eating out. So where are you finding the money for that? 
So I'm going to revert back to the conversation we just had. Now, if you didn't ask the right questions, you're not going to be able to do that. Does that make sense? 150%. Because if they're just blasting you with an excuse based off of not having the finances, but you didn't ask the right questions either in the DM script or on the phone, you can't really do anything. This is where you're backed into a fucking wall. You can throw things out there and hopefully something sticks. But again, if the person just keeps coming back with, I don't have money, that's the problem. Now, I also do agree with Jeff. It's all in the wording when we go through this stuff. So let's do something a little bit uncomfortable right now. All right. I want you to pitch me. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So let's say you're just starting at the pitch. Okay. Where you break down. This is my program name. This is what I go through training, nutrition, accountability. This is my price. That's what I want you to do. Okay. Am I allowed to just look at my script though? Yes, you are. You're allowed to do whatever the fuck you want. (laughs) Don't break character right now. Ignore everybody else. All right. And I just want you to pitch because I want to hear how you go through it and I'll engage with you as you do it. Well, sounds good. All right. So my program is called the 16 week inner warrior transformation program. And it focuses on three different things. And that's going to be the accountability, flexibility, and consistency. So my goal as a coach is to not only help you achieve some of those goals that we've talked about, but I also want to help you to learn those healthy, sustainable habits that are going to last you a lifetime. So it comes with three different components. And the first is going to be that nutrition, which is where I'm going to teach you about how to fuel yourself properly, teach you how you can enjoy those foods that you love and still lose weight. Does that sound good? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. And then the next part is going to be that training program. So that's where I'm going to set you up on an app. It's going to have step-by-step instructional video. So it's going to break down your workouts for you. Everything scheduled out for you, super user-friendly. So that way you're set up for success. That sound good? Yep. Cool. And then the last part, which is my favorite part, is going to be that accountability portion. So I do have 24-hour accountability, which means that if I don't get to you right away, you will hear from me within 24 hours. I will be there with you every step of the way because I know what it's like to not have that support system. And it's really freaking hard. So I do have a formal weekly check-in that we do. And all this does, it just allows for me to make sure that you're following your program. And if you're not, then we figure out why. And if we have to make some adjustments, then we just make those adjustments. Again, I want this to really be something that is going to be sustainable for you. So I really like to work with my clients and their lifestyles to find something that is going to work for them. Does that sound good? Yeah, that sounds good. Cool. How much is it? So I'm going to get to that part right now. So out of those three things, what do you think would be the most beneficial for you? I think probably the accountability. Yeah, definitely. I feel like the accountability really just ties everything together. So then the last thing that we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about the timing and then again, that investment of the program. So it is a 16 week long program with a 16 week long minimum. And then after that, we move on to a month to month basis based on any new goals or anything else that you would like to achieve. Most of my clients do actually stay for longer than 16 weeks to really get that life transformation that they are looking for. Does that all make sense to you? Yeah, that makes sense. Cool. So have you ever thought of hiring a coach before? Yeah, I've looked at it in the past, but I've never actually done it. You've never actually done it? Okay, that's cool. So if you were to go to an in-person trainer, you're typically looking at about $1,000 a month. And that's without any sort of nutrition or any accountability. 
So with my program, you can either invest in it $400 a month, or you can save a couple hundred dollars by doing a one-time payment of $1,400 for the full 16 weeks. So not bad. Okay, decent. So let's break it down. Number one, first and foremost, I want you to write this down, add my personality into it. That's first and foremost, because even though you're reading off a script, like, and it might not be obvious to other people, it's obvious to me. All right. And it's not like you sounded bad. You still have your flow. You're still utilizing tonality, but I want you to add your own personality into it. What I mean is when you start to trip up and you start to use filler words, which is, um, uh, hmm, et cetera. Those aren't a bad thing, but those happen because you guys lose your flow. That's why that happens. I want you guys to be very aware of that. You use filler words when you start to lose your flow. It's just how it is. And we all do it. There'll be a lot of times where I lose my flow and I don't know what I'm trying to say next. I'll be like, um, and then I'll fucking hit it and I'll keep going. But I add my personality into it. I'll literally snap like that. You'll hear me do it. I'll break things down. That's number one. Number two, all right, your pitch honestly isn't that bad. I don't think we need to worry about the money too much. We could try to clean it up a little bit, but I want to focus more on your breakdown. And I want you to write down short, sexy, and straight to the point. Yeah. Okay. Because I think Jeff can agree with me here. It's the same generic breakdown as everybody else. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not trying to say that as a rude thing. I'm just saying like, when I wanted you to pitch me, you could have said anything. You could have literally just assumed an entire personality and breakdown and goals for me, but you just kept it generic. And I want you to utilize words. Like when I'm breaking down your words and I'm like, okay, first, when it comes out of a nutrition destiny, you told me that you have a problem with eating out. And what I hear when I hear that is that you enjoy variety. You like eating different things on a daily basis. So I'm going to teach you how to eat foods that you fucking love while still blasting that fat. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So that's simple. I'm all I'm doing is I'm making it sound sexy and I'm making it shorter and I'm tailoring it to your language. Does that make sense? 150%. Perfect. Jeff, you agree? 1000 fucking percent. That's like the biggest takeaway is that there was no like in your pitch, you're not using anything that they would be struggling with. You're just talking about what your script says versus my name is fucking Brittany. And like, I struggle with feeling confident when I'm in the gym. I feel like I'm really small. So your program didn't solve my problem for feeling small in the gym. Yeah, no, that I makes totally sense. get that. I was definitely like thrown off because I was not prepared to just- No, I know. And that's why I made so it. I definitely of- do try to really do that. But I love like all that information, all that advice you gave me is perfect. I really like that. Short. One thing I do want to add in there is your mm-hmm. low confidence. And when you're talking about extending your program, if you stop selling a 16 week program, it will remove you having to say any of that stuff. So instead of it being my 16 week transformation, it's this is my program. This is the duration instead of it is my 16 week duration program. It's just here's my program, here's the baseline commitment, and then it goes month to month. It literally removes the last 45 seconds of your pitch. Yeah, I love that. So, how oh, I see somebody wrote in there, but like, like, because I know that I definitely do want to do longer programs in 16 weeks because obviously people aren't going to see the results that they want in 16 weeks, most people, anyways. So, how do you guys like? Just don't feel confident selling a six-month program. I don't know why. So Destiny, based on your goals, I'm going to prescribe you a six-month program. And here's the reasons why. X, Y, Z. I'm a professional. I am not a hobbyist. I don't do this for like shits and giggles. I am a professional. If you go to a chiropractor and like, hey, I need to see you twice a week for the next three months. What do you say? You go to a massage (laughs) therapist or a physiotherapist, right? You go to your doctor and they're like, hey, I need to see you every week for the next freaking three months, four months, five months because of what we're doing with your medication. What do you say? I'll see you every freaking week and you make it work. So why are you any different? 
The thing that personal trainers really need to start realizing is if you want to be treated as a professional, mm-hmm. talk like one and treat yourself as one. Agreed. I will also say to give you another perspective on this for everybody who's listening right now, you guys like just stick with the six months either. You can give them the tailored option by like putting it in their mind. And what I mean by that is, okay, so Destiny, most of my clients stay on for six months or more because that's what you need to see a long lasting sustainable transformation. However, I do have a 16 week commitment at first, and then we can revisit your goals in the future. And then I would just move forward with the pitch. So I'm putting it in your mind that if you want to see a long, sustainable results, you should be staying around for six months anyways. But then I literally just break it all down. Does that make sense? Yep. I love that. But I do have a 16 week commitment at first. Yeah. Just something simple. And then I just move on. I literally don't spend that much time. And then each part of my pitch is short, sexy, and straight to the point, because I just want to make sure that it's tailored to your goals, your needs. And I want it to sound good because let's be real. Nobody gives a fuck how you get the results, period. They don't. And I use this analogy all the time. Just like, by the way, by show of hands, if you're in the Zoom call right now, if you're on the audio on the replay, I just want you to think about it. Do you know how they change your oil? Like for real, when you bring your car to the fucking shop, do you know how they change your oil? This isn't something that's embarrassing, guys, by the way. If you don't, it's okay. There's not a lot of people that do. And you know why? Because we don't fucking care. Just change the oil. Let me go. I got shit to do. That's how it is. We got to get on with our lives. But that's how it is. People want to come in and they want a fucking long lasting transformation. They want to be able to look good, feel good, smell good, fucking act good, whatever the fuck it is. All right. Make sense? Yeah. 100%. Girl, did that answer your question? You answered that and so many more. I have so many notes. Thank you so much for that, Cole. And there Jeff. We, go. we got you, girl. Thank you so much for coming up. I'm fucking excited. There we go. I like this shit, man. I also like the gallery view. Guys, if you're listening to this, Brian usually does the uh, the spotlight view, not me. I like to see all your faces, okay? <laughs> I like to see everybody's faces. Just wanted to take a quick minute to say, I want to change your life. If you're listening to this podcast, then you know that I have what it takes to help you grow a successful online coaching business. So go to my Instagram, at TheRealBrianMark, and DM me the words, more clients. I'll reach out to you, and we'll talk about what your biggest struggle is. We'll talk about what your goals are for your online coaching business, and I'll give you some guidance and a game plan for what to do next. Again, go to my Instagram, at TheRealBrianMark, and DM me the words, more clients, and I'll reach out to you to see if I can help. Now let's get back to today's episode. Darude, what's up, girl? You excited? Hi, guys. How are you doing? Best fucking day ever. How are you? I'm awesome. Thank you. Even though I barely slept, my little one is sick. So I'm just chilling in my sweater today, but I'm getting as much work done. Thanks for taking my question. Of course. So today, um, I thought I would bring up one of my biggest struggles, which is lead generation. Um, I find it super boring and annoying. I feel like it drains my energy. I hate it so much. And because of all of that, I haven't booked a call in a week because I've just had enough. I had a call yesterday, which hasn't, she hasn't sent me her money. She said she was going to send it. Her baby started crying at the perfect time for her. And so anyway, I need to, I guess I'm here to get my butt kicked by your advice, but um. I know everybody's been here before, and right now, this is my biggest struggle is lead generation. I'm just not passionate about it anymore, and probably because it takes so long for me to actually even book the call because I'm going back and forth, and yeah. Okay, so am I allowed to answer this question in the just most straight up and honest way possible? Yes, absolutely. That's 
I'm, I'm prepared for that. Perfect. So you said that you don't want to do lead generation anymore. You fucking hate it. You can't stand it. That's why you're not booking calls. How much are you making a month right now? So last month I made 6,400 and this month I've literally just been collecting my, um, what, what's it called? The, um, yes. So okay. let's do yeah. some breakdowns. Have you, you have a pen and paper in front of you, Buren? I do. Awesome. So write down 6,400. Okay. Then I want you to be conscious for a second and think about another number. How many clients do you have? Right now I have 27. 27. Awesome. How many of those clients should be expiring soon? I had three clients drop off a month already. This so month already. And they, it is- they actually didn't drop off. They all graduated with amazing results. So I have some really good um, social proof coming up as well. So I'm excited okay. about that. Yeah. Hey, just wait. Just wait. I'm not done with the math. We're going to go through this for a second. I want you to think about this. So you had three clients drop off already or graduate. Regardless, they left your program. Yeah. And it's the first week. There is one, two, three, four weeks in March. All right. So let's say you had 12 clients leave your program. If you lost three a fucking week this oh. month, what would you, <laughs> no. how many clients would you have left at the end of the month? Oh my God. I'd have half of it, half of them left. And then how much would you be making? I wouldn't know. Like probably I like to hip, so I probably wouldn't be making that much. If you were to break it down, actually do the math right now. If you only had half of the clients you have now, how much money would you have in your bank account? Probably like one or 2,000. One or 2,000. Okay. And why do you run an online fitness coaching business? Are you just doing it for yourself? No, this is my passion. Um, and I honestly really feel fulfilled when I help and make it make an impact in the world. So that's my why. Okay. Oh, we're going deep on this one for a second because I'm having <laughs> fucking fun. All right. So you're doing it. This is your why, the breakdown. Um, how much are your bills on a monthly basis? So um, my husband covers the mortgage and stuff. Yep. And I do the groceries roughly around 5,000. 5,000. Okay. So the reason I bring this up is because you are one month of not showing up away from going broke. And guys, like this is real. Let's put it down there. If you're not making over $10,000 a month, you don't get the fucking luxury of hiring a team to do the shit that you don't like, period. And this is just the truth. None of us like spending fucking that much time doing lead generation. We just don't. But think about any other job out there. If you are working at Walmart, I'm sure you wouldn't like mopping the fucking floors every 10 minutes when people came in in the winter fucking tracking their fucking shoes through the place. You feel me? If you're working at any job, there's usually a couple tasks that we fucking hate. As an iron worker, one of mine that I hated was turf cleanup. If you guys don't know what that is, there's massive things called turfers. They were 300 pound pieces of machinery, which was a 110 foot cable that was this thick into a big massive machine. And I hooked it onto the beams and it held it like an X and it would make sure the building didn't fall down. Well, guess what happens in the summer? We take those down, it rains. Those are now buried in a foot and a half of mud that hardens and that 300 pound thing becomes fucking 500 pounds. And I had to clean those up. That was the job I hated, but it needs to get done. You feel me? Because right now you guys don't like doing lead generation. So you're like, well, I didn't do any. And then you only book one call and they didn't buy. That's now a week of you not making any more income. So if you have another three clients graduate next week, which isn't a bad thing. Like, again, you just said you had clients leave and they had amazing results. That's awesome. But if you have more clients graduate and you keep putting off this lead gen, like this is the worst case scenario. You need to keep it in the back of your mind. If you are not focused on income generating activities, which is lead generation, network expansion, 
it's going to be very hard for you to expand your business. Not to mention, I'm assuming in the future, you would like to get virtual assistance or somebody to come help you build your business, correct? Absolutely. But if you don't know how to maintain a business that's making 10K, you won't be able to because you won't be able to teach them. Because if you hate lead gen, how are you supposed to teach a VA how to do lead gen? Yep. Right? That's like Jeff. Guys, Jeff didn't become the person he is today without me and Brian being able to teach him the shit that we used to do all the fucking time. We are able to teach him the things that he's been able to do. And then he took his own personality, his own work ethic, his own mentality, and he fucking took the job that we gave him and he thrives at it. Now he slays the fucking head coaching position in the academy. You guys feel me? Guys, lead generation is never going to be fun. Lead generation is never going to be something that you're passionate about. Lead generation is never going to be one of those things that you're excited to wake up and do. But here's the thing. You have to train your mind to find enjoyment in the mundane. If you cannot do this, write that down. You will never, and I mean this with all love and respect to each and every single one of you listening to this, you will never be successful in anything you do. I don't care if it's online coaching. I don't care if it's a freaking cashier at Walmart. I don't give a shit if it's a goddamn, in Cole's words, an oil change tech. You will yep. never be successful unless you can be good at the mundane. Yep. How do you think Gary Vanderchuk became a multi-billionaire? Do you think that he just like did all the fun stuff, showed up on stage, just did his talks, just like everybody knew who he was? No, the dude puts out 12 pieces of content a day. The dude literally used to sit on YouTube and do live YouTube vlogs for three hours a freaking day talking about wine. He built up his dad's wine business up to three or $6 million doing the mundane stuff, sending out emails back when email listing was a brand new thing, brand new concept. If you cannot be good at the mundane, you can never be good. You will never be successful. And that's the thing. So right now you're having a problem. So we can talk about the mindset behind it all, however much we want, but let's give you some actionable steps here. So how do we make it fun? Because Jody, you put your hand up. You're like, yeah, fuck Legion. And then Darun, you were like, I hate Legion. I get it. But guess what? No Legion, no money, no money. You might as well get a fucking job at McDonald's because we need to bring in money for the bills. You feel me? And obviously I'm just shooting the shit right now there because I know you guys will never get there, but that's the fucking mindset. So how do we make it fun? Well, what I used to do, and this is an actual step that you guys can do. I actually wrote this down on a piece of paper. All right. And I put it on my fucking wall right behind my computer. I also put this as an alarm because I set alarms for times I should be doing lead gen, right? Like all you guys should be doing, all right, to help you manage your time. And my alarm said, do lead gen because one person, all right, if I sign one person, that means one more change life. If it was literally up on my wall. 30 minutes of lead gen could change one more life. So if you guys truly, truly say you want to impact lives, that's what you should be looking at every day. Yeah. That's it. Even though I hate this, 30 minutes could change a fucking woman's life. 30 minutes could help a woman who's in a shitty relationship, leave that relationship and change your life. 30 minutes could take somebody who's struggling with health problems based off of their weight to a healthier life so they don't have to go to the doctor anymore. Do you guys understand that? Okay. Darun, you said you have 27 clients, right? How many of those clients did you have before you joined PT Dom? Oh my God, zero. So that's what we think about. When I'm doing lead generation for PT Domination, you know what I'm thinking about? If I find one fitness coach, how many lives can I help them impact? Yep. Because if I can sign one fitness coach and that fitness coach goes on to have a hundred clients, I'm indirectly now helping a hundred people. And I just got goosebumps literally saying that right now because I, like, I breathe helping people. It's literally in my blood. I want to do it so fucking bad. Yeah. So that's my actionable step. Write it down and be 
like looking at it every day. Okay, you got your alarm, fucking have that alarm blaring. One more life change, one more life change, one woman help, one woman help, one woman help. That's all you got to think about. You feel me? And then once you get up there, we get you around that 10K mark. Then we'll get you in the mastermind, like Sal just joined, and we'll teach you how to actually fucking build a team. So then you can get away from the little mundane shit. All right. And then you could focus on what you're good at, which is content creation, fucking client support, et cetera. Okay. Here's my ninja trick, guys. On your network expansion or lead generation days, you shouldn't just be focusing on where do I find these people and how do I follow these people? It should be, how do I get better at this skill? So if you're doing an hour of lead generation on Monday and your whole day is built around lead generation, you should have at least an hour in there on how do I get better at this skill? How do I find a way to be more efficient at that skill? Doing that skill and hating it isn't going to make you faster. It's going to make you slower. But going out there and finding a way to actually learn how to do it more efficiently for yourself and where your audience hangs out is going to speed up your process and it's going to make it more efficient for you as time goes on. 100%. Does that make sense, girl? It does 100%. And I do want you to know that I actually, I spend way more than half an hour doing lead gen a day. And I think that's what's really draining me. It's, it's never half an hour. I think I could only get through to one person if I spent half an hour a day. So um, maybe what I need to do is just like break up my lead generation time. But yeah, I, I know I have to do it. And if I don't, and, and another thing too, is I'm not in alignment. I haven't been in an alignment for the past few weeks. So I am going to work on my mindset and I am going to make some notes. I have the ones you gave me and I'm going to put those on my laptop and get it done. Why haven't you been in alignment? I've just been burnt out. I've been burnt out. I have two kids. Like every week someone else is sick. So it's just a lot going on. And I haven't. So because my family's sick, I have, I've been sleeping in and I've been missing my mindset. If I don't do it first thing in the morning, it doesn't count. It doesn't count. If I do it after. Sorry, no, for me, I feel like, uh, no, Jeff, I totally agree. I do it anyway. I do it like I'll do it at like 10 o'clock when after I drop the kids off at school, but I won't feel like I've, I'm on that frequency, the same as when I do it at five in the morning. Mm. It's such a huge difference for me because doing it at 5am in the morning puts me in alignment and it sets my tone for the entire day. And when I don't do it at the time I'm supposed to, it's just not the same, but I do it anyway, Jeff. I don't miss it no matter what. Good. That's where you're going, Jeff, right? You get it done later in the day. Yeah. But not just that. If you have, if you're going to work out at 8 a.m., but you can't do it, so you get to the gym at three in the afternoon, do you feel like that workout is less effective? No. No. So it's not the same with working out. It's just mindset. My meditation. That's, that's what I mean. Your mindset about how you do your morning routine. So everyone's like, if I don't do my morning routine in the morning, it's not the same and it's not going to be as empowering for me. But if I'm supposed to work out at 8 a.m. and I don't get into the gym till 4 a.m. or 4 p.m., my workout's still going to be just as good because I'm going to put 100% in. So if when I do sit down at 10 a.m. to do my morning routine, if I'm like, it's still 10 a.m. and it's still the morning, which means I can make this work for me, it changes your mindset about how you think about working on your mindset. Because if I go into working on my mindset with, it's not the same because it's not the first thing. I'm already defeating the purpose of working on my mindset. Yeah, I totally understand what you're saying. It's all mindset. <laughs> What's your morning routine, Darun? I wake up, I 
put on all my essential oils. I actually drink 12 ounces of water with um, lime and Himalayan salt. And then I stretch for about 15 to 30 minutes. It depends how, how sore I am. And then I meditate. I also journal. I also have two books that I look into every day. I read one page from each. And then I get my kids ready for school. This one's home today. Um, And then I come home and then I get, yeah, and then I start working. So do your kids usually wake you up or is it like sporadic wake times every single day? No, I wake up before them. And what time? I wake up. I try to wake up at five, but it's usually like 530. Great. You're going to wake up at 430 from now on. Moving forward, okay, so write I can it down. Make that happen. My husband wakes up at that time. So you're gonna get and tell him, get me out of bed at four thirty, and then you're gonna do that morning routine. All right, before five a.m. That's your goal. All right, we literally just made everybody in the mastermind do this stuff. All right, half an hour to an hour. Sal's laughing right now because he knows. All right, <laughs> half an hour to an hour. Wake up before. Okay, ten minutes of meditation, gratefuls and affirmations. All right. Add that into what you're doing right now. You can do your meditation while you're stretching. I don't care, but that's your main thing moving forward because you guys see all that, that entire conversation, lead generation, all of it. What did it stem back to your morning routine? Not doing working on your mindset. And it's like a lot of people tell me to go fuck myself when I bring up their morning routine, when they start to fall off track, but we slowly trickled it all the way back to that because if your mindset was on point and you were doing this, you wouldn't feel overwhelmed you would start to feel more balanced. You would start to feel less overwhelmed. And then we could just optimize the amount of time you're spending on on your lead generation instead of like, what the fuck's going on here? You feel me? I do. So I do think we need to improve the amount of time you're spending on lead generation because it shouldn't be taking you more than an hour every single day. But post in the Facebook group, dissect how much time you actually spend on it, what you're doing, and let's deep dive into it. Okay? Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. No problem, girl. Thank you for coming up. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Big Sal, what's up, Doc? Yo, what's up, fam? All right, so I'm going to be direct here. I'm super fucking frustrated, honestly, okay? I keep having these, like, buyer remorse things where, like, they'll sign up and next day be like, yeah, nah, man, I can't do it. Can I get my money back? And then, or, you know, a couple drop-offs and it keeps fucking happening and, like, I can't take it anymore. So, like, okay. I don't know. Okay, so, and Jeff, you can jump in at any time if you want to, but I'm just going to start asking you a series of questions because right now we don't have enough to grip onto. So I buy into your program. Let's say I'm the last person who got buyer's remorse. Did I say no instantly or did you already start onboarding me? It's usually like throughout the process of the onboarding. Day okay. one or day three. Usually like the day after. So I'm thinking maybe they feel overwhelmed. So I tried to simplify it a little bit, which I've done. I read the onboarding video. I have clear cut steps. Like I don't really know what else I should be Do doing. Do you send it you know? all at once? I think that was the thing, Jeff, is like I was doing that. So I started to break it up a bit and I've seen a little less friction with it. So I'm trying to work on that. Okay. Because first off, guys, when it comes down to buyers and morris, buyers and morris happens because of confusion. Everybody write that down. Okay. In order to prevent buyers or morris and confusion, you need to create clarity. To walk you through what I used to do for my onboarding, and then I'll let Jeff go as well. I had a very clear cut system. Number one, nobody got off the phone without paying me money. Period. Yeah. Okay? Ever. I sold everybody on the motherfucking phone. Reason why is because I know as soon as you hang up that phone, anything can happen. You can get in a car accident. Your dog could fucking get hurt. You could stub your toe and get pissed off. Literally, you could go down the rabbit hole of fucking COVID-19, Jesus Christ. Like there's so many things that can happen. So I just didn't let that happen. Right now, in this moment, Sal, you want to fucking achieve your fitness goals. You're paying me right now. We're getting this popping. So I wouldn't let anybody off the phone. Right after that, 
I would do a series of three to four steps. The first step, as soon as you pay me the money on the phone, I'd be like, dope, Sal, what's your email? While we're on the phone. Yeah. Okay? You would tell me your email, then I would email you, all right, my welcome package. And that welcome package was a very simple, yo, homie, welcome to the fucking program. I'm amped up. Here's three links. A questionnaire, a program agreement, and a link to my Facebook group. Then I would tell them on the phone, don't worry about opening anything right now. You don't need to rush. I just wanted to make sure you got the email. Check it out in your own time. If you have any questions, get back to me. But I want everything done within 24 hours. Deal, bro? You're like, deal. I don't like lit. And I hang up the phone. Then you go and you go through the links. You're like questionnaire, lit, program agreement. Cool. I've got a couple of questions. I'm like, yeah, here we go. We talk. You click to join the Facebook group. I see your request come up. And then the homework for you is you come back and say, done. So I get your text saying, done. I'm like, lit, bro. Awesome. Now, the next step for you while I'm building out your program, which by the way, is going to take me five to seven days. So sit tight. It's going to take a little bit of time. Your homework is to watch this 12 minute video. All right. In this 12 minute video, it's going to walk you through the app. It's going to walk you through my trainerized program. It's going to walk you through everything very simple. That's going to give you some homework. I told them to go buy a Tupperware containers, a food scale and a body weight scale. Simple. All right. Go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say I'm doing exactly that, bro. Okay. So something in your delivery is too fucking overwhelming. So like I'm, I'm even walking them through, like joining the Facebook group and like even more detail than I probably should. That could Just, be it. There could be too much detail. So it's confusing them. If I like, you know how like the pitch where like keep it short and concise. So it's straight yes. to the point and it solves the problem. Mm-hmm. If you start telling me all, everything I need to know about macros and everything I need to know about a bro split, everything I need to know about an Olympic lift and how, why I need to do mobility and stretching as part of your pitch, you lost me. I'm not buying you to tell me all this on the phone. I'm, I'm buying you to solve my problem right now. You can sell me that once I've actually got your program. Mm -hmm. Because right now I'm hearing people leaving your program before they're even starting. So there's something happening for them to pay you money. All right. They are obviously committed to you and they want to work on their goals. So there's some sort of confusion happening in that moment between payment being like actually sent over and you going through the onboarding with them. You feel me? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like they wouldn't be paying me if they weren't interested. So send it to me right now then. I literally just copied Patty's because I'm working with him. So, and I even like refine that too. Okay. So perfect. Now, when you deliver it, like what kind of messages are you getting from these individuals? Okay. Sounds good. I'll get it done soon. I mean, the kid yesterday was actually my barber and he just hit me with the, yo, I didn't really run it by my girl. And she like, doesn't want me doing it. We got a lot of shit coming up. Hope you respect that. I tried to book a call. He didn't want to do it. Okay. And then when you message him back, what did you say? Just like, okay, sounds good. No, I mean, I sent him the voice note and I brought up his pain points with his dad because his dad passed from like an illness and he wanted to avoid that and train for an Ironman. I brought all that up and he was just like, bro, I just can't do it right now. And I went back and forth, but it's like, I don't really, what am I supposed to do? Like if everything you're saying is 100% accurate, which obviously fucking is, then don't worry about it. Fuck them. Who cares? Move on to the next person. Who was the person before that? That one was actually a few months ago, but in between, I've definitely had a good amount of drop-offs. I think I'm honestly just trying to throw too much at them. I really do think that. Okay. When like, you throw too much at them, what do you mean? Like three streams a week plus a check-in and messaging like here and there. It's like, is that too much? I feel like that's pretty fucking standard. Yeah, that's pretty normal. When they dropped off, what do they say? It's usually, I just can't afford it right now. You know, like it's always like you said, like someone's fucking dog died, this, this, and that. I just feel like it keeps happening that it needs to reflect like something I'm doing. Okay. So I still think we need to look into your onboarding regardless, because usually guys, even if they make it into the first month of the program, if you have people dropping off consistently, onboarding is the first place I always look like as soon as they join the program, they might still stay just confused and then drop off in the future. So I actually want to go through that with you. We'll set up a time to fucking break it all down. 
through the mastermind yeah. and like go through your onboarding. But I also want to know how your communication is through your fucking program. Because I know you have a very like alpha mentality, the way that you speak and the way that you go through things. So you might have yeah, to deliver right. the way that you break things down in a certain way. There's a lot of our clients in the community, like the Academy that don't fuck with me at all. They just want to message Jeff and Brian because they're like softer. They feel like they can connect with them more. Like, even though Jeff's a hard ass, Jeff is also like their little therapist and goes through stuff. This is real, bro. Like this is like, it might, be, it might be in the way that you communicate with your clients. And we're going to have to look into that because right now, based off face value, all I can say is there's a lack in your communication and people are leaving because there's something going on or there's something that's missing in your onboarding and there's a hole that needs to be fixed based off of what I'm hearing. What do you think, Jeff? There's another issue that if what you delivered doesn't match with what you said on the phone that's is true. why people also drop off. So if you tell me that you're going to get me ready for an Ironman, but I get like the workout or I get like the onboarding, but nothing about that onboarding talks about how it's going to prep me for my Ironman, I automatically think I made the wrong decision. Well, can I say something on that? Of course. Yeah. Like, Cole, you talk about like, oh, like make it sexy, right? Like sell them what they like want and then yeah. give them what they need. So that's kind of the thing. It's like, I kind of tell them what they want to hear, but then actually give them what they need to accomplish the goals, which isn't sexy to eat chicken and broccoli and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like, where is that? Like, line well, that's the where the disconnect is, bro. If you can't actually give somebody a program without giving them the foods that they fucking love, then don't say it. I made that sexy because I was a macro coach and I taught people that to follow their macros so they could eat foods that they love. Does that make sense? Like when I said like make it sexy and I'm like delivering something, talking about the foods that they love and let's just use the chicken and rice example because you just brought it up. I didn't say we'll be giving you foods that you really fucking love and you enjoy. And then next, you know, you come to my program and you're eating plain chicken and rice, right? Yeah. Because that's just not what I was about. Unless you're a competitor, that's what you were fucking eating because that's what I told you were going to be doing. Your words need to still match up with what the fuck you're delivering. And you just need to do it in a sexy way. Figure out how to explain it that makes them want to take action. Because just based on what you just said, that to me looks like a break of trust. And that's why people are leaving. Does yeah. that make sense to you, bro? Yeah, that's fair. So maybe I should do macros, but then it's like, well, then how do I charge a low ticket if I'm not even doing meal plans? If it's just macros, macros is still just as much work, bro. Yeah, I have to calculate everything on the back end and make sure it lines up with your programming. I don't have to build you a meal plan. I still have to calculate this is the amount of protein based upon what I'm going to have you be doing in the gym. I still need you to eat this many carbohydrates. And I have to do all that with making sure that my program isn't expending more energy per day. So if like you're going in and you're doing a high endurance workout for your, uh, your Ironman, but like I don't give you enough carbohydrates, that's my fault, right? But and then on your like rest day, I have you overloading your carbohydrates and you feel bloated and sluggish. That's my bad. So I still have to make sure that everything I'm doing is 100% on point. Mm -hmm. Right now, I see Tyler dropping things in, like talking about the meal plan, talking about the macros, talking about the two-week pause, et cetera. But none of that shit matters right now. Yeah. Because right now, we need to look at the delivery of your program because something's off. People don't just leave for no reason. All right? Bro, can like, you go through it for me? Honestly? Yeah, of course. Get me in there. Let's do it. Sign me up. Okay. Send me a fucking email. You can onboard me like I'm a new client. We'll go through the whole fucking thing. Because right now, it sounds like there's a break in trust. Onboarding might not be going as smoothly as we want it to. Then if they do get in, there's something going on because even you said like, well, how do I charge something when it comes out of the macros, bro? Like value is subjective. Okay. Like yep. if you truly believe in your program, you could charge whatever the fuck you want for it. doesn't matter what the other people might think. You feel me? But right now you're like, well, how do I charge this X amount for this? If I'm not doing this, that has nothing to do with it. You're not in a gym anymore. You don't need, you don't train time for money. Yep. You trade results for money but you can't get people results if you're breaking their trust. And when it comes down to like that, just simple, 
as soon as you said the, well, how do I make it sexy and then make them eat chicken and rice? You don't, you deliver what you promised on. And that's very important. Yeah. Makes sense, easiest bro. Way, easiest way to make chicken and rice sound sexy is to find out what is going to cause you bloating and what foods we actually need to remove from your diet and what foods we can add to your diet. That's the easiest way to make chicken and rice sound sexy. For six days, I need you to follow this so that way I can figure out each week because we're going to adjust it to make sure that I know what foods cause you bloating so that way we can optimize your performance. Does that make sense, then, bro? Yeah, my shit's cutting in now a little bit. But yeah, I got it. Perfect. So send me a breakdown. Well, I'll go through it with you. Literally, like, see if there's any holes that I see when I go, like, through your onboarding, et cetera. But you got to treat me just like you treat any other client. Because if you fucking don't, because you're like, Cole's going to fucking yell at me or, <laughs> or give me shit, then it's not going to go very well. And I'm not going to get the full experience. You feel me? Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't. There's no reason for me to treat you any differently because that wouldn't help me out. So I like it. Perfect. So we'll go through it. We'll see what's going on. At the end of the day, like, this is the shit that isn't sexy, guys, dissecting your program. But it's also the best thing for you. Because right now, like, let's be real. How much are you making a month right now? I mean, last two months was like combined, like almost 40K. Yeah. So like, you're still fucking pulling in mad cash, but now it's like, okay, how do we like find every hole in the boat and seal it? So then we can fucking take your business like north to fucking near hundred K. Bro, that's what I'm saying. If I was able to retain these fuckers, like I would be at like 40K recurring, no problem, bro. And it's like so frustrating. Yeah. I just keep like spinning my wheels and and having to keep getting on these calls. And it's like, bro, it's so exhausting. Like, dude, I feel you. It is, but there's holes that need to be adjusted, and that's why we're gonna look into the boat this week. Yep. We're gonna look at the boat. We're gonna see where the holes are. And we're gonna break it down. If you guys are listening right now in the Zoom call or on the audio on the replay, and you currently have a problem like Sal, that is my suggestion to you. Okay, Let's take a step back and look at every area of your business. Yeah. Okay. Onboarding. Is it as clear as you think it is? It doesn't matter if it's clear to you. That doesn't fucking matter. Is your onboarding easy enough for an SK to understand for a kindergartner to understand? All right. Yes or no. If it's not, it's got to be changed up. You got to make this thing seamless. We got to make it clear and concise. So people actually understand what's going on. Okay. Perfect. Sal, I appreciate you coming up dog. We got to end it here. All right. All right, bro. See you in a bit. All right. Jeffy boy. That was fucking funny. Dude. I love it. Fucking love fucking blast. I love it. All right. Well, Jeff, you might as well plug your socials. Brian's not here. Let's go. My social is Jeff Eaton Fitness on Instagram and TikTok or underscore fitness. And then Jeffrey Eaton on Facebook. Find me there. Ask me questions and I'll teach you some magic. There we go, guys. And you already know, Colos to Silva on TikTok or IG or the Wake Up With Wolf podcast. And make sure you sub to Brian's as well. Okay, let's get this popping. I appreciate every single one of you guys who tuned in today and asked questions. I do want to leave you with one note. Okay. One note, you guys heard a couple of times today that we're going to have to take a deeper dive into our clients' businesses. And that's because not everything's just at face value. All right. I want to make that very clear because like Sal comes up, he asks a question and we can devise and have a conversation to break things down. But sometimes different things need to be looked at on a deeper level. And that is why I feel like our program is doing as well as it has, because we are willing to do that with our clients. There's a lot of you guys who might be struggling right now, but look at your business Take a step back, look at your boat from the fucking shore and be like, okay, those are the holes. What's actually happening here? And that's what we're going to be doing with a couple of people this week to really make sure that everybody is good to go. That's up. it for us. We appreciate y'all. We out. Peace.